Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the Ministry Encouragement Podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And if you're new to the show, we always like to remind people that what you're about to get is an opinion and only an opinion. And uh, you can agree with us, and that'd be great. And if you uh, want to disagree with us, that's uh, fine. As always, we like uh, free thinkers. And uh, joining me as always is uh, my co-host, Eric K. Johnson, the Podcast Talent Coach. How are you, Eric? I am very well, Dave. Thanks for asking. Glad to be here and looking forward to another great show. Yeah. And tonight, uh, this is interesting. I get to interview somebody I've known for a while or review somebody that I've known for a while, which is Jim Hollis from the Ministry Encouragement Podcast. Jim, how are you tonight? I'm doing very well, Dave. Glad to be here and appreciate you guys uh, helping me think through some better ways of podcasting. Yeah. So the one question we always like to ask is kind of get some uh, insights into like why you started your podcast and who your target audience is? Well, I started it because I felt like there was a need in the churches we've worked with across America and groups of pastors and people in churches we've worked with across America for 20 years. There's a need for ministry encouragement. People are discouraged in churches. There's a lot of uh, pressure, stress, uh, pastors are facing a lot of um, hurt and woundedness, and so I felt like I wanted to start a message that would go out weekly that would be to encourage uh, pastors and other Christ followers as they do ministry. Got it, yeah, because you actually run Proactive Ministries, and that's a uh, nonprofit that actually goes out and helps churches, you know, kind of in some ways get that spark back and and, you know, uh, kind of adapt to the times in some cases and handle conflicts. And you've been doing that for a while, right? This is our 21st year, and we've been fortunate to have worked with about a 1,000 churches across 40 states in America. And we uh, do a number of different things, but but basically we are helping churches move forward. There you go. And uh, we always like to start off just to uh, let our audience get a glimpse of your show. We always like to play the first few minutes. So uh, without any further ado, here is, this is uh, episode number, I believe it was 82 of your show. And here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Ministry Encouragement Podcast. This is episode number 82. And I am bringing this to you from the beautiful, snowy hillsides of western Pennsylvania. We are here this weekend, and we are doing district training days in the Connellsville district of the Western Pennsylvania United Methodist Conference. Had a wonderful day on Friday with a large group of pastors from across this region. And then today we had a day of laity training 
and had a wonderful group of lay leadership that was with us today from a number of congregations in the area. So if this is your first time to be with us on the Ministry Encouragement Podcast, welcome. I am so appreciative of you taking time from your busy schedule to join me in listening to this podcast and becoming part of the Christian community that God is building around it. If you're one of our consistent listeners and you've been with me for a while, I am so delighted that you're back again as well. Today we're going to be talking about something that is going to be a little bit profound because we often talk about spiritual things on this podcast and many of our episodes have focused on Christian spirituality. But today we're going to look at something a little bit different and I'm going to entitle today's podcast, Living a Life of Spiritual Significance. We'll be taking a look at what it means to live a life of spirituality compared to really moving things to a whole new place in our walk with Christ, to become a person who lives a life in Jesus of spiritual significance so that we know with certainty that our life is really making a difference in the kingdom of God and in the lives of others. So today, I'm excited you're here to share about a life of spiritual significance. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you how we can move from wherever it is that we are to that place, a whole new place of ministry significance in reaching others with the good news, the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the peace, the hope, and the joy of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So there we go. There's the uh, opening. And uh, again, you can find this is, like you said, episode 82. You can find this over at ministryencouragementpodcast.com. So, Eric, what do you think? That was actually the first three minutes. Um, I liked it. It got me inspired to listen to the show. Uh, the thing I would have liked to have seen is to tell me what the entire show is about. I know what this episode is about, but the as a first-time listener to the show itself, uh, an overview of what each show or uh, what the entire show is about would have helped me better understand the show. And this this show here, you say we're going to do something a little different, and uh, this time we're going to get into uh, spiritual significance. And I like the way you set up the topic for the day, but I didn't know how it differed fr- differed from a typical show because I'm not really sure what the typical show is about. But I thought the intro was great. I thought you really set up uh, what we're going to experience here uh, on the show and what I'm going to get out of this episode. So I thought setting up the episode was great. I would have liked a little more overview on the on the entire show itself, though. And the, the thing I like that uh, we talked about this before we hit recording. I know your earlier episodes, you had uh, some kind of up-tempo banjo music. And it almost because it was it. Obviously, uh, you listen to Jim talk for, uh, you know, 10 seconds, you're going to realize he's not from Jersey. <laughs> and uh, he's, you're from Georgia, right? Right. Yeah. So he sounds like he's from Georgia. And so with the banjo music, I almost thought at times that it was almost like to Georgia. 
You know what I mean? It was like ding, 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 ding. And I was like, wow, okay. That's, but on the other hand, you were bracing, you know, you're from the South dog on it and you're going to sound like you're from the South. So I understood that, but this seems a little more, um, I don't know. I, I liked your music now and it, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy listening, but, uh, it's not, uh, you know, um, it, it's, 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 it's positive sounding if that's anything, uh, to sure. that. But the one thing that we noticed even there in the, the beginning of the show, do you have a pop filter? I do. I have a pop filter that I use here in the studio that's uh it's rather rather large. That little gizmo, okay. My, yeah. Goes in front of my mic and I'm using a uh, a blue yeti mic uh-huh. for my <laughs> microphone that I record with and I use GarageBand. Got and here's the blue yeti mic. Is that yeah. what you're using uh uh Eric? That is what I'm using. Because yeah. I, I do occasionally hear a popping pee coming from from your end. Uh, you do, yeah. Just oh, all right. Um, uh, actually, this evening I was going to like hmm, this is going to be. So I don't know if you need to position that a little different or something, but I was like hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's you seem to have because um, uh, one of the topics was powerful prayer, and I'm not sure, you know, if you were like right up on the mic or what the deal was because obviously. Uh, the nice thing about the Yeti is it's, you know, it's, it's easy to plug in and things like that. But depending on which setting you have, you kind of need to be on top of it because otherwise you'll pick up a lot of room noise. And the downside of that is if you're up real close to it, you're going to have a lot of popping peas. And uh, we actually have a uh, couple things about that. So let, this was um, Eric had, had uh, put a note about this. This is the, the clip about uh, the Psalms jumping out. So we'll kind of. Kill two birds with one stone here. Let me play you this clip. I, I want to pray. I need to pray, but I'm not just sure how to pray, what I'm really feeling inside. We can turn in Scripture to the book of Psalms, and in the book of Psalms is contained every possible human emotion on the chart. And so as we read the book of Psalms and as we meditate and reflect on the Psalms in the book of Psalms, some of them, one or more of them at any given time will just seem to leap off the page or jump off the screen of your iPad, your tablet, or your iPhone if that's where you're reading the Psalms. So we can hear there, every every P is, you know, pup, pup. And I was like, hmm. And it really sounded like you didn't have one. I thought, well, maybe, you know, being 82, maybe you didn't have a a, a pop filter at the time. Are you, it, I don't know if it's, it's even, I guess with the Yeti, you what, plug your headphones into the microphone? I do. I plug them into the microphone and I try not to get too close to it. And one of the questions that I've had is, um, you know, do I, do I broadcast into, into the Yeti with it sitting like, this in a vertical manner, um, I'm generally about this close to it, or do I tilt it more and try to go more toward, you know, kind of over the top uh, of it with the pop filter in front of it? I usually work mine over the top. I have the pop filter. When I use a pop filter, I put it in front of the uh, in front of the microphone, but kind of talk, uh, work the mic close and then talk past the mic. And to, traditionally, that won't give you as many uh, popping peas as you would if you're talking directly into it. Uh, but you don't want to talk into the top. Am I popping there, Dave? Uh, no, you're, I was laughing because you, you're you like popping peas. You're so, 
<laughs> so, so sure not to not uh, to do that. That was kind of cute. I do what I can for you. There you go. I appreciate that. Uh, I was looking well, right now. I'm just using the mic on the laptop and the uh, you know the speaker on the laptop. I can go back to the to the Yeti and my earphones if that would sound a little differently. No, you're you're fine. I was just talking about the the audio because the audio itself on the uh, you know on the actual episode is is fine. It's just that when you say P's and B's it uh on a pretty consistent basis was uh, was popping and that done, unfortunately you know at times can make you sound a little uh unprofessional or if you're listening in the car especially with me when somebody has a really big popping piece on it, it really just about blows your speakers out of your car because <laughs> it, it no. um now on your your um your actual audio file it looked like you had added some kind of compression. So I didn't see a lot of spikes, which was good. So you, you kind of stopped them from doing that, but it's still, it just sounds like a popping pee for, for what it is. It's not a, I don't know if it's a deal breaker, but the good news is it's a, it's a quick fix. So the, the fact you've already got a pop filter, I don't know, maybe experiment is really the bottom line of that because even uh, if I were to pull my microphone up, you know, I don't talk directly into it. Even though I have a pop filter right between me and it, I kind of talk across my microphone uh, to just okay. avoid that. And even with that, with this particular pop filter, they made it specifically for this mic. But if I do that too much, I start shooting behind the pop filter and then I start popping. So it's, um, right. it's just, and, and that's just where you have to kind of practice with mic placement and, and listen and, and kind of, uh, record and playback. Cause sometimes maybe you don't hear them, you know, cause you're busy focusing on, uh, on what you're saying. Your peas pop because the air from your lips go directly into the diaphragm of the microphone. So if you're talking past it or around it, over the top of it, you know, typically that air won't shoot straight into the diaphragm of the microphone and it won't pop. When you talk directly into it with a strong pea, that diaphragm gets that bang of air, and that's when it pops. Yeah, peas, bees, okay. and and teas are another one. A lot of people don't realize that when you say talk. It, 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 you can, if you actually put your hand in front of your mouth when you talk, you, you'll feel the air come out and you don't realize right. that because, but, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a little thing that, uh, you know, can, um, make things sound weird for lack of a better phrase. So, but one of the things that when I was listening to the episode, cause you had six things that, uh, you know, you had six different points here, uh, passionate prayer, holy scripture, Christian fellowship, spirit filled worship. Um, our great commission and our calling in, in spiritual gifts. And you actually went through each one. And the one thing I liked that uh, I thought was a great idea was you put uh, little like transition music in between each one. And what that did is it helped um, break up just you talking um, because not that there was anything wrong with you just talking, but it it was kind of like, okay, here's point number one, gave the listener just a little chance to kind of take a little breather get ready for your next point and, uh, and go on like that. So I thought that was, uh, a good thing that you did. And I thought the, um, I thought the trans music transition music really reset the focus of the listener. So as you fit, wrap up one topic and you're getting ready to jump into another one, I find found myself, if I started to drift or I started to started to think about the last point and how it relates to my life, when the trans transition music came, it refocused me on the on the show and on the next uh, on the next subject on the next point. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear because I've been wanting to know 
if that was a good idea. And I asked some of the people in my community about that, and they said they really like it for the very same reasons. But I was just strictly trying to break up the potential monologue there, because even if you've been speaking for 39 years and, and you know you're you know able to do that, um, it's still a monologue. And that's something we never do on our training weekends. We always have at least two staff on our training weekends, and we alternate back and forth from one to the other just, just to get the variation. And so I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to talk a little faster, and I'm trying to put some more breaks in it of different kinds so it doesn't end up being that one constant voice because – you know, 50 minutes of a monologue, I don't care who it is, um, is a long time for to hold people's attention. Yeah, the, the only argument I've ever heard about transition music, because I have transition music in, in some of my podcasts, is it does give people, it, it could be seen as a time to hit pause or in some cases like, all right, I've had enough of this uh, because you're, you're, you're giving them a chance. It's like a commercial. Right. A lot of, in a way, it's a break right. from the content. So, you know, if you've talked to your audience, I do it. I, I know I, there are times that I'm like, eh, there are other ways you can, you can verbally transition into other things, but, uh, I, I'm with you. I think it depends on the show and, uh, your delivery. And the, the beautiful thing about podcasting is you can, uh, you know, you get to decide. And if you've talked to your audience and they think it's fine, uh, you know, that's, that's a great, uh, great to hear. The thing I would like to see coming out of the transition music, uh, sometimes you sound uh, a little stiff coming out of the transi- transition music. You'll say, uh, the, the, the next topic I'd like to talk about is X. Right. And you kind of get into that pattern occasionally. And I'd like to see, uh, a little more, uh, threading of the, t- of the, of the points together. So if, if point three, um, happens to be, uh, community and, and, Four happens to be, um, I don't know, self, self, uh, self examination or something like that, internal reflection. Um, how you, how you transition from community into internal reflection, just some sort of transition sentence there or introduction rather than the wrote, uh, my next topic is self, right. self reflection. Um, so th- that I thought could use a little polishing. But um, I, I, did, I had no problem with the transition music at all. I didn't think it was too long or too short. I thought it broke yeah. up the segments of the show nicely. I thought your intro music was a little long. Um, most of the time with, uh, with show intro music, the, the intro music kind of goes just as far as the show setup. Hey, welcome to the show. Here's who we are. Here's what we do. Thanks for being here. And then that's the wrap of the music. And then we kind of get into the meat of the episode. On this episode, we're going to talk about spiritual significance. And the, and, and the music stops there as we set up the, the episode topic. So I, I thought your, your intro music was a couple minutes long. I think it went all the way through that three minutes we listened to. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure it needs to be quite that long. Yeah, and that's something those free pieces are longer than the other ones that I've been using. Right. You can but, always, uh, you can fade yeah. those out, I think, in GarageBand. You could, you know, go yeah. in and fade out the sound and things like that. Um, I noticed on your, your website, as I look at your show notes, it says, hello and welcome to the Ministry Encouragement Podcast. This is, this one is coming to you from the snowy slopes of Western Pennsylvania where we're pleasantly having, is this whole thing scripted out? 
Because that's exactly what you said when you uh, when you started off the show. You know, Dave, a number of months back, I, I really, I'm a very spontaneous without notes speaker mm-hmm. when I preach and teach. Um, and and I, I struggle for a long time with what to put in the blog. And do you put in the blog what you're planning on saying? And I think what happened to me, because I have dual monitors, when I first started out, I wrote the blog very carefully, like I would be writing a book or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, well, it says exactly what I want to. And so I'm just going to use it as notes. But I don't I don't preach from a manuscript. OK, because it, it, it's from a manuscript. It, it sounds like you're reading it. Yeah. And that's a struggle that I've, I've had to, to get away from, because if I write anything other than just points, I tend to lock on to it and try to track it spontaneously. And it kind of, it kind of, uh, locks me onto that. And then it sounds like I'm reading it. So I, I'm trying to get, you know, I've been trying for several weeks to really longer than that, to get out of that because the spontaneity is much better. And the way you write, isn't the way you talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, um, so you're saying that when you have bullet points, you you still get locked in or no? When I have bullet points, I don't. Okay. Um, what I've done is I've tried to write. You know, you've you've taught me that you write your blog notes. If I understand all you've ever talked about, you under you you write your blog notes after you do the podcast I, while I, you're listening to the episode again. Yeah, I I do one of two things. I will many times. Um, finish the blog posts. Like I'll go more detailed, but I I may in some cases have just the bullet points. So I'm like, okay, today we're going to like, um, like right now I'm working on an episode about editing. So it might say like editing, here are some scenarios that you edit. So like one, if you ask your guest uh, a question and they say, no, you should take that out. Uh, sometimes people start to say one thing and in the process really, in fact, I just did it right there. See, I started to say something I came, and while I was saying that, I came up with what I really wanted to say. So I'm going to have those types and then maybe later I'll go back and add more details about it. But then when I'm recording my show, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking about somebody sitting across the the table from me. And that's the thing that was kind of somewhat disappointing about this episode is, is you and I have had some great conversations on the phone and this didn't sound like a conversation. It sounded almost more like a presentation, like you were, you know, here's, here's this and that. And I was like, Hmm, okay. Um, it was great content. It was, you know, when I listened to it and I was like, okay, that's a great point And this is good. But I was just, I thought, Hmm, there, there seems to be a little more conversational. I, I don't know. Does that make. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little formal in the way that I've gone back and reviewed those and asked people to give me critiques. Uh, that's really not, me at my best self because mm. I'm much more freestyle, much more spontaneous. And I guess I struggle between that and, and thinking about how much is in the blog post and how much is going to get in the search engines and right. keywords and meta tags. And, you know, I got, I did a lot of reading on that and that gets you bogged down into stressing over those kinds of things. And I, I really should just do the podcast and not get bogged down in that other. Let me let me make. I heard this great phrase and I love it. Google doesn't buy anything. Now Google will bring people who buy things, but if you write and you focus on search engines, your content is 
because yeah. I can I can keyword 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 and stuff and stuff and stuff. But when a human sees that, they're going to go, and and it's over at that point. Yeah. Jim, I have three suggestions for you. If you want to make it a little uh, less formal, a little more you. Uh, one, you can try after you've written it. If you want to write it before you record it, write it and then highlight the key phrases that you want to hit in your podcast. So you're not reading it. You're you're reciting it from memory, but you you're using the the blog entry as some highlighted notes. Try that. If you still sound too stiff doing that, then what I would what I'd recommend you do is turn your blog post into bullet points after you've written it and take those highlighted parts and just put those into bullet points. Um, if you still feel a little stiff there, what I recommend to people is that you pick up the article or the blog post, you read it to yourself, then you set it down and you tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll remember the important parts that you want to hit. Right. I guess what I've, I've kind of picked up from Michael Hyatt, who I have listened to quite a bit, is he always seems to have those two, three, four points, you know, bang, bang, bang. And that's what people seem to take away, you know, what the content, great content, take it away, practical, useful, relevant, that kind of thing. And so uh, I guess I've, I've really just tried to not be quite as freeform as I speak. Because I'm, like I said, I'm very spontaneous. Um, I have, you know, much more humor in my speaking than I do uh, in this because this does tend to come off a little bit more uh, formal, and it's much more formal than I actually am when I'm in front of a, you know, a congregation or a group of pastors or whatever. Well, see, that's, that's what I was saying. It's like our phone conversations are awesome and, and you're funny and you're spontaneous. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, let your freak flag fly as they used to say in the sixties. <laughs> let, let, let it go. Um, Jim, you and I, you and I have never spoken before, but I can tell you as I'm listening to your podcast, um, I can tell the parts that you're reading and the parts that you're telling me mm -hmm. because right. I can hear the smile in your voice when you're telling me a story. When right. you were telling me, uh, when you're t giving me the examples and you're changing the examples to be generic because you're not um, using specific names or anything like that, but you're still telling me a story. I can hear that smile in your voice as you remember that story. Yeah. And right. when you're, when you're reading, I can hear you focused on the reading and the, the, uh, the emotion, the passion, the inflection isn't quite there like it is when you tell me that story. I can hear the two different people coming out in your episode. Let me right. Here's a great, uh, you were talking about uh, witnessing in a very non-assertive um, manner on a plane. And, and this was kind of a story. And that's, for me, it pulled me, when I was listening, I'm kind of like, okay. And then when you went into this, I was like, okay, God, wow, okay, this is cool. This is a story. I'm going to take this opportunity to put the word out there in a very non-threatening, non-confrontational way. And many times... It is so exciting because the person next to me will look over there and see the 23rd Psalm or they'll see John 316 and they'll often initiate a conversation with me after we've probably said hello and, and they'll say, is that the Bible you're reading? And I'll say, yes, it is. It is the Bible. Are you familiar with the Bible? Well, not really, they often say. But, you know, I do remember my grandmother reading me the Bible when I was growing up. 
So when you started that story, I'm like, all right, I'm fished in. I'm listening now to see how this yeah. is going to turn out. Is Jim going to get punched in the face because he's trying to witness to somebody <laughs> on the plane or, or what? Yeah. And, and you had another one. I want to play just another quick example of you're talking about potluck dinners at your church. We would have Wednesday night dinners, and instead of trying to get everyone there and start at the same time, we realized that people had very different schedules and very different days, and so we would start serving at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and then our folks in the kitchen would serve from 5 o'clock all the way up to 7 o'clock so that it would allow people and families to come in when it work for them, they would come in and they would get their dinner and then they would sit down and we put a primacy on Christian fellowship. So there I felt like you were talking to me and I was like, okay, and it was personal experience. It was, here's a personal thing. It wasn't so much, um, here's what the Bible can do for you. It was, it was an example. You're, you're taking um, your point in this case of Christian fellowship and saying, here's how I do it. And I, right. to me, that, that sucked me in a whole lot more than here's, well, let me, let me play you a clip. And Eric's like, shut up. Let me talk. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll play one more. Actually, go ahead, Eric, and then I'll play this one. Well, the thing I love about these stories is that it brings the point you're making to life. And I love the details in the stories and I love how I can uh, envision the stories in my mind. I'd like to see you take them just a half step further and, and put a face to them. If the, if the, if the flight, um, story really happened, which I'm sure something similar to it did, um, sure. tell me exactly about it. You were on a flight from Dallas to, uh, St. Louis and you happen to be sitting in, in row 12B and, and typically you, you look for the, uh, the, the aisle seat and you happen to be sitting there. A young man was sitting in the window seat. He looked to be about 24. Really paint that picture for me because right. I really, I loved the story and I loved where you went with it. I love the fact that he was telling you about how his grandmother used to read him the Bible. I could see all of that. Uh, I just, I, if you could put a little more face to it, that would be great. And when you started getting into the fellowship and the way you serve dinner at the church from five to seven, I could really picture that in my mind. That was a great story too. I love I loved the examples that you gave. I, I was just hoping they would be a little less generic and, and a face to the name. Right. And, you know, when I speak in front of groups, I, that's really what people uh, have as the greatest affirmation is the detail of the stories, the spontaneity, and just the fun of seeing the Scripture be very, very tangible. That, that I, could, I could see that happening right here. I was there, you know, that kind of thing. And then to take the Bible stories and really let them come to life, like, you know, Jesus along the Sea of Galilee and talk about how that must have looked and how it felt in the cold morning air and the fog on the sea and, you know, so forth. I mean, I, I do a lot more of that kind of thing, but I just don't write that out. I just put the point down and then I just go tell it. Yeah, give that to me in your podcast. When you get into the Good Samaritan story and the fact that, that you're a pastor and that, that you lived that story, that's powerful. And that, I'd love to hear more of that in your podcast. Okay, good. That's very helpful. The other thing that for, for me, and again, all this is is an opinion, uh, was there were times – now, I, I was born and raised in a church, but there were times that – I don't know what the right word for it is. It's not jargon, but it's, it's stuff that 
I mean, we could sit here and say based in the blood, you know, Lamb of God, uh, the Alpha, the Omega. There's a lot of like Christian cliches. And there yep. were there were times when you threw those in that I had to sit there and go, what's he saying there? And I had to like translate the cliche into English. So I, I got an example of one here. Christian fellowship also makes it easy to have holy sharing of stories and life journeys. And I was like, what is holy sharing? And, <laughs> and, and, and so um, and then you had another one here. Next, passionate prayer brings courage to speak the truth in love, grace, and power in any given situation. So that one wasn't quite as bad. Okay, now that I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I get it. But when I first heard it, uh, it was that. And this is an example I had that I, I really Dave, – Dave, Dave, can I make one sure. point with that with that clip right there? I think the reason you didn't get that the first go around – I don't want to put words in your no, mouth. go ahead. But – when when Jim reads that sentence, it becomes more difficult to understand than when when you're actually telling me that sentence, Jim. When you're actually speaking that sentence in everyday conversation, the the breaks in the sentence, the cadence is a little different when you're telling it to me rather than when you're reading it. Well, it is. And if I say, you know, passionate prayer is going to give us the grace, joy, and love that is really going to make life relevant for people around us as well as Christians among us. So it, it's a totally different cadence, and it's something that I'm speaking from inside rather than trying to remember that I say everything about that that I need to. Yeah, and an, an, an example, and kind of like exactly what Eric was saying, there were times when you ended up with almost a weird timing going on. Let me, I have an example of that. I just have weird timing. And next, passionate prayer engages us in a life transforming ministry, one or more of those that we find ourselves led into and sharing in. And I just I just have in my notes here, you don't talk like this. <laughs> I think what I think what I was doing was what Eric was talking about earlier. I was trying to just get a few highlights out of the manuscript and I was scanning it and I was like Oh, no, that was in the other <laughs> sentence. So I got to go back and pick up these little tidbits. Ah. And it sounded really weird when I did. Yeah, I, I just, I was listening to something going, you know, he doesn't talk like this. And I'm like, and then, and again, when I yeah. have to listen to that, I had to go back and go, what's he saying there again? So it just, it, it somewhat <laughs> diluted your message that I was like, hmm, okay. So um, now here's the fun part, Eric. Um, if we go into looking at Jim's website, uh, Jim, who did your website? Well, the website's in the process of being redone. Okay. It's evolved over a lot of years with some self-taught staff that I had. Okay. And so, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there. Okay. It's well, a good example. Well, yeah. I, I would say that the, the banner looks phenomenal because, uh, that was done by me. <laughs> That's right. So, most of it, this is a, this was just, uh, Jim's just, I said, Hey, I'll give you just a basic website. And you know what? There's really nothing wrong with this. Um, number one, you've got a, a button right there to hit play. So if people want to listen, you've got easy to find iTunes buttons. You've got your RSS button. You've got a link there to proactive ministries. And, you know, the fact that you are in the, uh, North Georgia advocate, uh, that is a, uh, a newspaper, right? Right, it's out of print now. Okay. So I, I need to go back in and learn more about WordPress or either get you to help me with that because, you know, I'm I'm a big picture guy. I'm the visionary and executive director for our staff, 
And so uh, we've been out of an administrative assistant in our ministry now for about three or four months. And my wife, who I love dearly, has been filling in. And she does a great job. And there's so many things we had to, you know, kind of reorient and all. We just haven't really gotten into some of these kinds of things that need to be done, you know. Got it. But yeah, so I, I you know, in terms of uh, when I looked at it, I'm like, going, yeah, I remember doing that. I remember doing this. I remember doing that. I'm like, okay, great. So you, technically wise, you're, like I said, your audio is, uh, your levels are great. Your ID3 tags are great. You know, you've got easy to define play buttons. Uh, you know, and I guess that would be one of the questions I always ask people is, um, obviously you kind of mentioned at the beginning, you want to encourage people, you want to help people that are maybe getting a little discouraged that are, uh, you know, in the church. What else is like, what do you want people to do with your content or how do you want them to feel or, or what's the, at the end, what do you want them to do? Well, I, I really am trying to find the appropriate way with sensitivity to do calls to action because I really want people to feel free to pick up the phone and call me and say, you know, I've really got this situation in our church that's going on and I, I need to talk with someone about it. A lot of our pastors that we're in covenant with in long-term relationships do just that. Uh, we give everyone our phone numbers and our cell phone numbers and, and we say call us 24 seven if you have a prayer need or if you want to just chat or if you just need someone to listen to you because your wife said you need to get out of the house, uh, you know, that's something that we do because we're we're in ministry. And, and people have never abused that in 39 years of ministry. Uh, I see some pastors that say, now, don't you call me on my day off and this is my day off and, you know, don't bother me. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Tell people if you love them, then you've got to follow through on that and let them know you're authentic about that. And they're not going to abuse that. It's it's often knowing that they can call you and be with you. Do you ever share like stories? Now, obviously, you can't share details, but you've got 20 years of, of helping churches. Do you ever, you know, talk about those on your, your podcast? You know, I do to, to an extent. Um I've thought about I, I, right now. My goal is to get 100 episodes on the Ministry Encouragement podcast, and I'm thinking about doing something else, um, something more uh, specific, more of a niche. And I thought about even I'm working on a book that I'm writing called Witnessing for Christ, mm-hmm. and it's going to have some video intros to the chapters. And I'm working with some publishers on that. I'm also uh, thinking about doing. A, a book or a podcast, maybe, and I've played around with this, a video podcast uh, called Stories of the Sky and Stories of the Heart. And, you know, some of the airplane stories, I've got tons of those that are just, you know, they're everything from moving to hilarious um, and then staying in host homes in all the churches we go to and just all kinds of things like that. So yeah, I've got a lot of stories and people really like the stories. So maybe shorter points, more stories from what Eric is saying over there. The best thing, the best mix of the two is if you can make your point with a story, it's, it's not just, Hey, let's talk about that time that the pigs were in the mud. But if you've got a story about being clean and you got a story about pigs getting dirty, there you go. Secret sauce right there. Uh, right. 
Uh, Eric, we forgot to ask your opinion on uh, on the website. I, l- I think the website's clean. I like that. Uh, I, n- I do need to thank you both because uh, as I was coming up with notes about the website, I thought, wow, my website doesn't have that. I need to go take care of that on mine as well. Um, I Right when you get to the website, you're kind of – you dive right into the content immediately. And they're, uh, just like the, the podcast episode, um, the, the homepage there wasn't really a setup on – what the show is about and what it does other than the banner itself and in, in the fact that it says spiritual encouragement for clergy and Christ followers. Um, I thought there, there it could benefit with a little paragraph there about yeah. what the show is all about, what we hope to accomplish, um, what your visitor can get out of the website and the show itself. But overall, I like the, I like the cleanness of the website. Um, I love the fact that you have, one page that gives every single possible way to, to get in contact with you, including the phone number and anything. It's all on one page. And uh, in the episode, I love the fact that you just gave the, uh, if, you, if you're looking to contact us, head on over to the blog. It's all right there. Yeah. Right. The, the, uh, it, this, that's a classic example of like podcast review show because every time we have a review, I nail anybody who doesn't have an about page. Yeah. I, I helped Jim make this page. I didn't even notice there wasn't a about page. That's right, Dave. It's, it's your fault. It's too, you know? <laughs> too, uh, too, too close to the trees here to, to see the forest, however that goes. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned the, the ending of the show. Let's go ahead and play how he kind of wraps things up here. Well, that's about it for today's episode. Thank you so much for taking your time to ride along and listen along with me. It's my prayer that you'll take these six keys and really apply them to your life as I seek to apply them to my life because they can make all the difference. As always, I'd love to hear from you. I cherish your phone calls, your emails, your texts, your Facebook contacts, LinkedIn messages, any way you want to get in touch with me. That is right in the blog post for the podcast. And until next time, may we go and be spiritually significant in the love and the grace and the hope of the risen living Christ. God bless you. Until next time. So, like Eric said, you had a very nice way of saying just go out to uh, the website. And uh, Eric, any thoughts on the, the ending? I would have liked to have seen the web address included in the ending. Yeah. But I love the fact that it was one single call to action. If you want to get involved with the show and you want to continue in this ministry, head on over there. Every possible way you want to contact us is listed right there. It was one single focus call to action, which I really appreciated. Um, but if I'm in the car listening along with uh, my my friend who is listening to the podcast in his car and I'm not the one that pulled it up, uh, the website would be beneficial because maybe when I'm by myself and alone, I want to reach out for some help that I might need. Right. And and your call to your call to action be could be as simple as for information about the podcast. Go to ministryencouragementpodcast.com. dot com. If you you know, right. and and then a quick elevator pitch for proactive ministries. You know, we don't want to get too many call to actions going, but you know, mentioning. Or you can even say, you know, welcome to the show. I'm Jim Hollis from Proactive Ministries. I've been helping churches, you know, grow for 25 years just to give you a little street cred and and help explain why people should be listening to you. 
One other quick mention about the podcast, and I don't know if this is possible, but I did notice that Proactive Ministries, the that particular tab, takes you away from your website and over to Proactive Ministries. Um, and it might be nice if you could make that tab open in a new window so you still keep them on on the uh, Ministry Encouragement podcast page, but it also opens up the um, the Proactive page at the same time. I'll have to look and see if that's possible. He's using Thesis, and I know... Uh... I know it's easy. I know that's how we made that link. I don't know if it allows us to specify open in a new window. I bet the one on the side, now the one on the side takes him there too, because we can make the one on the side open up in a new window, but the, uh, I don't know how thesis handles that at the top, but that is a, a good point. That way, if they go over and they go, ah, whatever, they close it, they're back at your site. And yeah, then, that's, and he, that's a good thought. Dave, I might get you to help me with some of that because right now we don't have a web manager and a, Maybe we can maybe we can spend a little time on some of those kinds of little tweaking things there. The other thing I have a question about is we are only published on iTunes right now, and I know we should be on twenty or thirty other oh, yeah. places. And Dave, you know, I I talk with you about you and I maybe getting together and and getting this now that there are ninety episodes, uh, getting it on different uh, podcasts. Um, yeah, Stitcher, there's all sorts of other places that uh, yeah. that you could be seen. And that, I mean, Stitcher alone will, you know, grow your audience by 10%. And then right. there's um, there's TuneIn, there's the BlackBerry, there's even Microsoft still, still has a, uh, a directory. We just don't know where it is. It's in the Windows 8 thing. Libsyn has a directory. You're already on Libsyn, so you're in there. But, um, yeah, we'll definitely, that would, you know. And the great thing about that, you do it once. And you're done. It just, once you tell these places to listen to your podcast, every time you put out a new episode, those websites are updated. Dave, where's that directory of directories that, uh, that Rob Walsh has yeah. over at Podcast 411? Podcast 411, if you go over there, there's a link on the left-hand side. It just says directory of directories. Okay. So that's, uh, and there, there are plenty over there. Um, again, podcast now 411 is just the numbers 411. And yeah, about halfway down, directory of directories. And there's there's tons. Zoom Marketplace, uh, TuneIn Radio is a big one. Uh, Blueberry is free. And a lot of these are, are free. And uh, I've got tutorials at the School of Podcasting, if I can send you a link, where uh, there's great software you can use to uh, either, and you can do this with Word. Just It's going to ask you for your RSS feed, a description, in some cases your iTunes link, in some cases the link to your uh your artwork, things like that. So if you can have all that out in a document, you just copy and paste it a million times and uh, that'll get it through super easy. But okay. there, there are some things that don't apply. Like you're not going to be in the Britcaster. You're not a, a, in the directory of the UK podcaster. So, um, but uh, there are plenty of those and, and they, you know, shockingly there are those that still come on board. So um, you would think that people would just go, Oh, I, I can't compete with iTunes, but they do occasionally a new one will pop up. Tune in uh, media is one that just, uh, it's been around for about a year now. So, okay. But yeah, those are some things that you could definitely do to uh, help get the word out. And uh, what's the engagement been like with your audience? Have you had many comments or emails or? Not nearly as many as I would like. Um, I, I, I encourage that on each show, but I just have not had that much response. What I find is when I go to, uh, San Francisco or Phoenix or L.A. or somewhere like that, I'll have people in the audience that will come up and say, well, how's Jack doing? 
and you know, it's my grandson. And I'll say, well, Jack who? And they'll say, you were your grandson, Jack. And this person I haven't seen, I was like, well, oh, well, you must have listened to the podcast. They said, oh, yeah, I listened to all your podcasts. And I said, well, you know, you should, you should send me an email or something and just say, hey, I listened to your podcast. Just be encouraged since this is a ministry encouragement podcast because sometimes you're wondering how far it's going. I think the uh, lips and stats right now are sitting just under somewhere between 2,600 and 3,000. But I'm not sure what they mean exactly. Yeah, you can if you go into the stats and scroll down a bit, you can see how many downloads each episode has received. And yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, if, yeah. If, I mean, you can you can dig in deeper. I mean, you can actually see what city they came from if you wanted to. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'll give you it gives you the overall number. It gives you monthly numbers, but the monthly number is somewhat misleading because that's a monthly number of all your episodes. So it's not just the four you put out this month. It's the the 90 that you've, or 82, or however many you're up to now, um, that have been downloaded that entire month. So that number will go up um, just because you have more episodes out. So it's always, for me, I always look at, number one, I only check my stats once a week, and it's when I upload the new episode. And I kind of look and see if the numbers are the same or if they went up or they went down. And uh, stats are a lot like your weight. Um, there are going to be days when you step on the scale and it went up and there are going to be days when you step on the scale and it goes down. And if you freak out every time that happens, it's, it's not going to really, you know, it's, it's, I, you know, there, I I have actually been graphing my own stats and it it literally goes all over the place. You'll have these big swells and then this, it'll just dive off the world and then it shoots back up. And I'm like, you know what? I quit looking at them. I, I I track them, but I, I don't spend a lot of time on them because you can really easily just jack your attitude all out of shape. Uh, by looking at your stats. In- well, stats don't bother me because I don't count people in churches either. You know, pastors do. And when I was a pastor, I did because pastors will always come up and they'll ask, what do you think about this crowd? Is this a pretty good crowd? Or you think the numbers are good? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't ever count. So, you know, I'm going to do the same thing anyway, whether they're 5,000 there or 2,200 or 50. So I don't worry about that. Uh, in doing what I've been doing the last 21 years. And when I was a pastor, it used to bother me. Oh, we only had 70, or we were thinking we'd have 100, or we we were looking for 500. But I I don't worry about the stats. I'm going to try to do everything with excellence anyway. And the thing that I'm encouraged about and reminded of is that these episodes that are published in the directories are out there all the time, 24-7. And they can be discovered by someone in a church I go to three months from now that never heard of me in our ministry. And they can go through all the episodes if they really like it. And they're just as new to them, even though they may be two years old, they're just as new to them as they would be the one I put up last week. Well, we always like to uh, to send you off with uh, a couple points of things we liked and some things that we might think about tweaking. And again, by all means, feel free to ignore everything we have to say. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to call you up, Dave, for yeah. some help with those things. There you go. Um, so for me, like I said, I, I like the fact that you you broke up the uh, the different points in, in the music. Uh, I thought that just, it, it added, for me, I just, it was, when I was listening, I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like, I'm you know, I'm, I'm really glad he did that because now I'm recharged for the next point. Um I, I liked the the personal stories. I love the firsthand stuff that you did. And I, I really, to me, that's, we always say, we try to find what you do right and tell you, do more of that. 
So for me, I would bring in more stories and, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you, you talk about how this is how I normally do it. I'm not sure why you've decided to to do it this way, but one of the great things about podcasting is letting your personality come through and you have a great personality. So I, I would, you know, uh, you know, loosen up the, the, the choker a little bit on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, the other thing I, I, um, said your, your audio quality is good. Now we'll, we'll talk about pop filters here in a second again, but, uh, in, in terms of the actual, you know, file and the tagging and all the technical parts, uh, those were all good. So that's my good stuff. I love the way that you set up the episode, Jim. I love the, uh, the anticipation and the details, and I knew what was coming in the episode and what I was going to get out of it. I thought you did a great job there. I, too, love the stories that you uh, included, the the examples that you gave for each of your points. I thought that really brought your points to life and made it hit home. And uh, I like the interlude music to, to break things up and really reset the show and reset the focus and take the hour and break it into uh, manageable, digestible segments. Good. And then in terms of things that you might want to tweak – um, for me, just, it's like I said, it kind of sounded like you were reading or, or just the energy just wasn't, see, I'm, I'm spoiled. I've talked to you on the phone. So to me, it wasn't yeah. the same <laughs> as that I got on the phone. And I was like, well, where's the, where's the gym that I know, doggone it. So right. I, I would try to make it more conversational. I, I love the, uh, suggestion that Eric had, maybe take your blog post, read it, and then pretend you're talking to me on the phone and tell me about it because, yeah, that's uh, that's a good suggestion. Yeah, because it's just just think of, I don't know, your best friend or whoever it is, and just like you picked up the phone and say, I, well, I got to tell you about this. Uh, I would do that instead of whatever it is, a presentation or whatever it is, how you would want to say you're doing that. And um, th- those were the things, like I said, that that for me, I, I was just like, mm, that could be a little different. And then, um, and, and I think if you do that, the things like the, the slightly um, different timing the way you were talking that way, I think that would go by the wayside. Right. And uh, you, you talked about maybe doing something in the future. Um, you might even think about, you know, bringing on one of your coworkers to talk about, you know, some of the things you're experiencing out in the field. Sure. So. Is the trend now more toward just a conversation with two or three people on a podcast more than it is a formal interview where you're asking them questions or is it both? I think it's a little of both. I, I think the best part is when you can have a quote interview that sounds like a conversation. And then the bottom line is um, there's something again, you mentioned this earlier, you got to have some sort of takeaway because I could listen to two people talk, but if it doesn't, okay, well, the, this guy likes peanut butter and jelly and that guy likes, you know, uh, whatever chicken salad. What does that have to do with me? Uh, yeah, there's got to be some sort of takeaway or something that's, I always tell people you want your podcast to move people. And by that, I mean, it's either going to, I reverse engineered everything I watched on TV or movies that I liked. And it either made me laugh, cry, think, or groan. So it moved me in some way and, or, you know, and there's flat out edu- you know, education is always a good one or entertainment. If it makes me laugh or think or things like that, but it's got to do something. And when I just hear somebody talk and I, I don't know, I just, they talked and I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't really entertaining. And in many cases, I'm just not their target audience. It's not that they're awful, but in some cases, I'm I'm not that. So, My talent coach would always ask me, what do you hope to make the audience laugh at, marvel at, or better understand? And if you know that going into it, you know what you're hoping, having them, you know what you hope to have your audience get out of your show. 
And uh, um, if you can answer that question before you start the episode, you, you're one step up on everybody else. The thing I love about your show, Jim, is the way you set up the episode. I'd love to see you set up the show in a similar way. Tell me what, why we're all getting together here at this little party uh, in the first place and uh, what your overall goal of the show is, what the theme of the show is, and then let's dive into this more specific episode information. Give me that broad overview at the top of the show. Tell me what it's all about. Um, I love your stories uh, and examples. I'd like to see you be a little more specific. Put a face on it. Um, draw that picture even more. Use that theater of mind to really bring those stories home and, uh, and, and make your stories just jump out of the speakers. When you do that, you know, uh, as you know, when you're sitting in church, when the pastor's telling stories and making you really involved in it, that hour-long uh, church service seems more like 25 minutes because right. we're like, wow, that, that flew by. Yeah, uh, right. when they're up there just lecturing and it's not coming to life for you, you know, 60 minutes feels like two days. You know? <laughs> so you bring those stories to life and, and keep doing that. We talked about popping your peas and um, um, dri drive that website at the end. One suggestion I might make, we talked a little bit about engagement. Um, if you give them a specific reason to engage, you might see a little more engagement. Uh, mm -hmm. If we take this particular episode, for example, um, where you're talking about sharing the word in non-traditional places when we were talking about the airplane story. Uh, at the end of the episode, you might have your audience share their stories of where they shared yeah. the word in non-traditional locations. And if you'd like to share your experience, um, you can leave that comment on the website and direct them over there and give them a, a specific reason to come and, yeah. and participate. Uh, that, that keeps me from having to think too much if I have to come up with the topic that I'm going to share and get on and share it, now, now you know, that's just too much work for me. Right. Make it, make it easy to engage, and you might see your engagement go up. Good. Good suggestions. Well, I sure appreciate the help and uh, the input. It's very, very meaningful. Well, you're not well, crying, so that's good. <laughs> we're, we're happy you came on the show. You know, it, it, it's great to talk to you and review your show. Anything else we can answer for you or questions we can help you with? At, at what point, I mean, I've been doing 90 episodes or so, so if if I wanted to say toward the end of the show, is your church really struggling with inactive members, that you have 60% of your membership who are inactive, and you really don't know what to do about that, um, learn how to go to those folks with a confession rather than a church commercial. And, and you might find a whole different approach there. And, you know, I could even do an episode on that and then say, well, you know, why don't you call me? If you have more than 50% of your people that are inactive, um, be glad to talk with you about some possibilities for what your church could do to turn that around. So, you know, something like that is a call to action. And yet you don't want it to sound, you know, like it's a commercial, but it's what you do. So right. it's what you do and you're giving good content. So, why well, not ask them to come in and say, you know, maybe you'd like to talk about that. I mean, I, I love the way you said it right there. Yeah, I'm going to say, just do what like you just did. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't a commercial. I mean, <laughs> at, at the end of my school of podcasting, I always say, if you want to start a podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. going to say I spend probably two to four minutes, depending on how jacked up I am. But the show's an hour long. So if we take four and divide it by six, that means it's 6%. That means 94% of my show 
is hopefully wow content. Right. I don't think anybody's going to go, well, everything was great, but the, the last, you know, and, and it's at the last four <laughs> yeah. minutes. It's like, um, I don't think they're going to get too upset. And if you did it just like you did, you know, it's, uh, to me, that sounded, it was great. It was caring. I would love to help. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, Good. this Sunday, 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 you know, it, <laughs> nothing, no hard sell. And, yeah. uh, and by that time they've listened to you, that's the best time to do it usually is at the end, because if they've listened that long, you've already probably earned their trust and they probably like you. And, you know, the way you said it, because man, when you said, is your church membership down? There are a lot of churches right now going next, come here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great right. way to lead that off. So yeah. yeah, listening to your podcast, it isn't clear that that is what you do. Yeah. And, and if my church is down and I'm looking to get my congregation more engaged with what we do and showing up every Sunday, even every other Sunday, just to drop a couple dollars in the basket and, and you can help me do that. I would love, I would love to have you tell me how I can make that happen at the end of your episode. Because if you do, if you say it just the way you said it and I don't have that need, I'm not going to be offended that you said, Hey, if you have the need, let me help. Right. You know, I'm just going to let it roll off my back and move on to the next episode. Right. Sure. So, Good. well, everybody, again, you can find Jim over at ministry encouragement podcast.com. And if you do have a church that is uh, dwindling, you can uh, check that out again over at proactive dash ministries.org. And uh, Eric, where can we find you? You can always find me online at podcasttalentcoach.com. All my contact information is up there as well as free worksheets to help you organize and structure your podcast. And you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're looking to be on the show, we'd love to have, you know, come on, hang out on a Thursday night. Nobody's cried yet, so that's a good sign. <laughs> and uh, just go out to podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. We've got a big blue button there now that you can click on that and uh, join in on the fun. We would love to have you on the show. So, uh, you know what? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Do we have a slogan yet, uh, Eric? I, I haven't come up with anything. No. Yet. So if you if you if you come up with a good slogan, we'll we'll uh, we'll give you a gold star on your time card. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, keep keep podcasting, keep improving, and we'll see you next week with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. <laughs>